Hello, everybody. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Tainted Judgment Podcast. I'm your host, John, as usual, kicking things off. Got my dog, Fajita, over here sitting on my lap, being a good girl, doing what she does best, which is nothing and annoy the shit out of me, and beg me for kibble, which I will not be giving her because your belly is full and I have just fed you. Um, I am absolutely giddy with excitement, um, but at the same time, very solemn, uh, very hurt. Um, I've gotten some uh, very devastating news out of the uh, Tainted Judgment uh, camp. Uh, a very close and founding member of the Tainted Judgment uh, group has uh, made a, a, a startling uh I guess you could say revelation of who they truly are um, and what they're all about. And uh, we will get into that momentarily. Uh, But real quick, happy Thursday. Hotter than ball bag out there. I hope that everybody's trying to stay cool the best you can, drinking all your liquids. Uh, Shout out to all my fellow tradesmen out there killing it. It's tough out there, guys, but somebody's got to do it. That's why we get paid the big bucks. You know the deal. Shout out to uh, to all the bikers out there in Sturgis. Uh, a lot of my uh, co-workers are actually out there riding right now. Uh, hit a little bit of a rough patch out there from what I've seen. The uh, V-twin uh, Harley-Davidson engine found in my co-worker Jimmy V's uh, motorcycle finally gave way. Um, it simply couldn't take the immense... Uh, alarming weight of his big fat fucking head uh, weighing it down anymore and the motor popped. Uh, we all knew it was coming, folks. You can only put up with that type of weight for so long and God rest its soul. But seriously, shout out to him. Congratulations on the new bike. You copied Bobo, but that is okay. We're not going to talk about that tonight. We're going to leave that. We're going to let dead dogs lie. And uh, congrats on the bike, and uh, best of luck with it. Hope the rest of the trip goes a little bit smoother than that. Always tough having a uh, a malfunction like that. I remember taking my maiden voyage up in uh, New Hampshire, up in Pittsburgh, with my brand new, literally two-ride-old uh, Skidoo XRS and absolutely grenading the clutch because the tool fell off into the clutch spinning at over 8,000 RPM. Well, right about 8,000. And grenaded the clutch, hurt it pretty good, and uh, rendered the sled nearly useless, and I had to limp it back probably, I think it took us about two and a half hours to get back to the truck, uh, dealing with early season conditions and uh, lack of open trail, and what a fucking nightmare, but we got it done. Couldn't have done it without uh, the Tainted Judgment family member that we will be uh, discussing tonight. Um, I am not sure if I consider him family anymore. Um, That's a conversation that we're going to have to uh, have he and I, and things are really going to have to be debated thoroughly uh, to see if we move forward. Um, But before we get into that, um, I have a... uh, question for the ladies out there um i'm looking for an answer that you can either dm me you can comment it on one of the uh many uh tainted judgment outlets uh specifically if you want to go on instagram and comment um i wanted to ask what is the fucking deal with these jeans with the rips in them what is going on my fiance is over here sitting on the couch about two days ago, you know, and I go over and I gives her a noogie, you know, and she, uh, she says, oh, you know, what the fuck, man, and I said, what's the problem now, you know, who doesn't like a good noogie here and there, right, and, uh, I thought it was about that, she says, no, she goes, my pants ripped, and I look down, and she's wearing these fucking pants, now, first of all, these girls, you girls are paying fucking a hundred dollars plus for pants that are already clapped out 
They're all ripped up. They're shredded completely from limb to limb. And the knees are blown out. You can't kneel down. You know, what if you drop your keys? You can't kneel down. You get gouged right on your kneecap, you know. Rule number one in trades, protect your knees. You hear all the old timers saying it time in and time again, you know. Can't do that, you know. You can't move. You got zero mobility. God forbid somebody robs your purse and you got to chase after the prick. You can't because you rip the fucking jeans right, right off your body. They'll just shred right off. What is the deal with that, man? Now, here I am on the opposite end of the spectrum looking for pants that literally have, like, the most, like, severe, like, the, the highest capability out there. I'm, I buy the stretchy jeans, you know. Uh, you know, I grew up, you know, I'm a bigger guy. You know, I was husky. I, I, I always had to buy pants in the husky section when I was a kid. And... um you know, they don't have that anymore due to discrimination, you know what I mean? However, um, now they got these jeans that flex, you know, and originally it was it was specifically for fat fat people, you know what I mean? But nowadays, I mean, when I first bought my first pair of stretchies, uh, I had to have been about nineteen years old and I was like, This is a fucking game changer. I'm like a I'm like a liquid now, baby. I can I can move all around. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm in no danger. You know, even my my just general going out pants are all stretchy now. Not even just my work pants. You know? If I gotta get under the car, you know, if I gotta jack the car up and get under there and, and, and check my uh my downpipe bolts, you know, halfway down the highway because they fucking rattle loose, I can do that. You know what I mean? I can go and I can I can run away from an assailant and not have to worry about my crotch bl- blowing open, you know? I mean, this is the real deal. Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you guys are buying fucking pants that, I mean, what do you get out of them? One use, two uses? They look, you know, idiotic. They look retarded, you know? Years ago, you'd be frowned upon for wearing clothes with holes in it, you know? My grandparents would say to me, you know, Go and put some better pants on, you know. Don't wear that shit. Even to this day, if they see that I got, you know, a blown out, you know, toe for my shoes, go buy a new pair of shoes. Don't walk around like that. Have some pride, you know. Well, when I was a kid, you know, for whatever reason, they never had the waist size and the length I needed, you know. And it wasn't just my teenage years either. It was like, a perpetual problem that I had, you know? It was like, yeah, we got the 38s, but we don't got the 32 length, you know? Still running into that problem. I just can't get it. They don't make them 31, 33 length, you know? And every pair of jeans, it fits different, you know? Maybe that's why you guys buy the clapped out jeans, you know? You're a little bit bloated today, you know? They're so ripped that, you know, you can you can bubble out of it, you know, a little bit. It's got a little bit of leeway to it. You know what I mean? I don't think that they make the stretchy jeans for uh for girls. I mean, they make the jeggings and shit like that, but I mean it's not it's not the same. You know what I mean? This isn't a legit this isn't a Levi or Wrangler exclusive, you know, deal. This is a totally different entity. You know? It just looks stupid. And so she's on the couch pissing, moaning, and groaning about, you know, I can't believe it. I just bought these. I spent all this money on these. I'm sorry, man. You got to be about the dumbest motherfucker I know to spend anything on anything ripped, tatted, worn. They're, buy- they're actually selling pants today where they you can they're not ripped, but they look worn out. They literally have, like, dirt stains built into them, cum shot, you know, um, you know, dog shit stains on the heels. I mean, they look fucking disgusting. You know what I mean? I guess being looking like an absolute fucking hobo is what's in nowadays, you know? Although we've known that, you know, since about 2015, being a hipster is where it's at. The filthier, the better. Stinky, you know? If you're filthy and stinky, you could walk into any Starbucks in America and be the bomb diggity shit dog. You know what I mean? That's just a fact. 
I don't get it. I will never be that guy. I will never be understanding. There is literally nothing that you can say. And if you're going to bring up the argument, ladies, well, you know, we like to show a little bit of skin, then put on some fucking uh, shorts or the jorts. Remember the jorts from back in the day? You know, or the, the, the skorts, the skirt shorts. Wear something like that. We're not that desperate. I'm not that desperate to wear... I'm willing to sacrifice the integrity of this girl that I'm with for five, six years now, who is the smartest person I know. Yeah, she's walking around looking like fucking uh, like big bad Leroy Brown. You know what I mean? We're all ripped up clothes. Come on, man. We could do better than this. This is America, motherfucker. You know? I don't know. I really don't get it. In other news, Chrissy Teigen is finally pregnant. You did hold on before you before you start getting all, you know, up in arms. I completely understand what she's going through. I couldn't imagine not being able to conceive a child. But my real reason for bringing this asshole up is for the simple fact that can we just go on the record here? And say that she single-handedly is the undefeated champ for being canceled. And then uncanceling herself by doing absolutely fucking nothing. Not admitting guilt. Um, not admitting wrongdoings. Just simply breathing. And she is forgiven. The dog has fallen. The dog has fallen off the chair. Hold on. Fajita, come. Fajita, come. Get back up here. Let's do this again. Come here. That was fucking embarrassing. <laughs> oh, my God. This dog is a klutz. But back to that asshole Chrissy Teigen. I mean, she is just the biggest toilet of a human being imaginable. You know? And this is a fact. If you debate this then you're just an enabler. I mean, in reality, you know? Um, let's take a let's take a listen to uh, some of the comments that this, this jerk-off made to another person on Twitter and single-handedly got out of being canceled. Let's, let's go through these, uh, starting with this one here. And while we, to- while we discuss this, I want you to keep in mind that this is an extremely successful... Gold digging bitch of a human being, Chrissy Teigen. She's well established. She has nothing to prove. She has the world in her disgusting hands. And she's saying this to a 16 year old girl. Okay. On Twitter. This is this is for the world to see. Things were reposted by Daily Mail. I mean, the whole nine. This is real life shit. One of the first things she says to this girl is, well, she says it at her. Saying Courtney Stodden's Facebook page got shut down for being too sexy is like saying the Nazis were just meanies. As in, not quite. So she's calling this girl ugly, disgusting. Where is this coming from? This is all out of the blue, by the way. This is somebody that she just targeted, you know, and, and was like, I'm going to I'm gonna go in on this broad. Let's read another one, guys. My Friday fantasy, you, period, dirt nap, period, mm, baby. Are you fucking kidding me? Could you imagine anybody other than Chrissy Teigen saying this to another human being? Could you imagine? And here's the, the thing. Getting away with it. Nobody's saying anything as this is happening. Because this didn't come out until later on, guys. This is like years later where she got flamed for doing this shit. Right? Let's go further. This is a, this is a, a DM. I cannot wait for you to die. I mean, like, what, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? You know? Again, congrats to 
whatever the fuck her dumbass husband is. What's his name? Uh, John Legend. I hate his voice. My God, is it horrible. I'm not saying that I got the voice of an angel, but holy shit, if there isn't a line around the fucking block of people that are 10 times more talented than that fucking clown, I mean, I will just die tonight. Um, so congrats to them for a successful conception. I wish nothing but the best for the infant. The infant has nothing to do with this. Um, and I wish him, um, a very happy, healthy life, but just know that your mother is a disgusting, vile fucking trash can of a human being, you know? And just seeing her picture on my phone made me want to throw this thing in the fucking Blackstone River. I am so sick of looking at this broad. And the fact that that we as people even allow this disgusting pig, this creature, to fucking to even be in the spotlight even a little bit, we should be ashamed of ourselves. You know? Here's the new hashtag. Stop Chrissy. You know, enough. She looks like a bug that got stung by a bee. That's what she looks like. Fucking cheeks out to here. They're probably fillers. You know, fake like the rest of these stars. Can't fault her for that. It's not her fault. She's just an asshole. You know? But I'm just so sick and tired of seeing her on there. They hire her for shows and shit. They bring her on the fucking view. You know, she goes on there to talk politics. Nobody gives a fuck, you know, what you think, Chrissy Teigen, Chrissy the Tiger Teigen, you know. Oh, my God. I just, I had to, I had to go off on that because I saw it and I literally almost threw up. I almost scratched the fucking car and I was parked in my driveway, you know. I literally almost put it in drive and fucking crashed into a tree just to, just to, just to end it all so I never have to see that bitch again, you know? It's shocking. And if you didn't know this about Chrissy Teigen, well, now you do. And if you think that I'm bullshitting you, go online because it's all public record. This lady is out of control. She needs to be stopped. Stop glorifying this lady. And stop glorifying her husband's music. It fucking sucks. You want to listen to good music? Listen to Led Zeppelin. The Carpenters. You know, Kid Cuddy, fuck him, never mind, you know, but uh, yeah, no good, no good, which brings us to our next point while we're fired up, hold on, I gotta get the music going, here we go, here we go, this is a tainted judgment, dedication to what I thought was a great man, a brother in arms, somebody that I could tell anything to and he could tell anything to me. And I've been completely betrayed. I've been made aware that his whole life is a lie. And I wanted to share that this 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 solemn story with you. But first we need to start at the beginning. Where it all began. And this all started back in 2013. I met a kid named Nick. Okay? And I didn't know it yet. But Nick was going to become one of my best friends. And over the years we would form a bond that was unbreakable. A bond in blood. A bond in honor. A riding companion, you know, a groomsman at my wedding to be. Not sure if that can happen anymore. We really need to talk about this and reevaluate the situation because circumstances have changed, guys. And his parents, as well as his uh, mother and father-in-law, are both avid listeners of the uh, the judgment and. I really hope that, you know, forgiveness is taught in our hearts from a young age. You know, I'm a Christian boy. I'm a Roman Catholic, you know, 
And from a young age, you're taught to forgive and forget, treat people the way that you want to be treated. And I hope I can't do it in this circumstance. I just can't. But I hope to God that you can find forgiveness in your heart for what your son-in-law and or son has done. Um, I met Nick one fall day in 2013 and it was the start of something new, start of a new friendship. In fact, I met my my group of friends that I uh, mainly uh, hang out with now more than just about anybody in the world um, that same day in woodshop class. Mr. G, you know what's up, okay? And anybody that was there knows. I would refer to these guys as the squirrels. And this group of five guys, we formed a bond almost immediately, you know? We made each other laugh. We made each other cry because I wanted to strangle these fucking guys, but legally I couldn't. I didn't want to get expelled. I liked the school too much. I thought that, you know, Nick had a mental issue. Uh, Basically, right up until the first time that I had spoken to him formally, I was introduced to him um, as part of a, a school project, the Woodshop Project, where I was assigned him as well as uh, our other Tainted Judgment brethren, uh, Brandon, the squirrel. Um, and I was assigned those idiots to perform a task building a cat castle for my brother Slake, a feline, very young at the time. And we were going to build this thing and upon discuss- talking with Nick and thinking that he had something mentally wrong with him um, and within the first 30 seconds of conversation, um, my suspicions were confirmed to be fact. Um, he is uh, in many ways mentally tainted um, and he was probably the catalyst for the, 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 the naming of our crew, the Tainted Judgment crew, um, because he truly has extremely tainted judgment. Um, he has zero judgment skills whatsoever. Um, it is a miracle he has made it this far. And for that, God bless him. And really, God bless the old sailors, his parents. Shout out to you guys. Um, I love you, and um, you guys tried. You guys tried. You know, you did your best, you know, but there comes a point where you got to say, you know what? We did what we could, and you're, you got to carry the torch from here. Um, you know, long story short, we hit it off, um, and we worked together on that. It was the greatest mistake of my life. Um, as the, the, the result of the work done, well, the, la- the, the lack of work completed by the squirrels, as I called them, um, we all failed the project miserably and later in the year would have to do several um, make-up assignments to try and combat the uh, horrible grades that we had received uh, from their poor action. Um, and, you know, over the past several years, we've uh, they introduced me to snowmobiling, my one true love besides my fiance, um, and it's been great. It's been really great. But today I received a text message from the love of my life, my fiance, um, stating that Nick had gotten a tattoo. I have been trying for several years. I have had my first tattoo, which was eight hours total, um, it is very cool. Um, I have had that for about probably three years. And after I received that, there was a lot of praise from the group. Wow, that's so cool. We should all get something. Not like the same tattoo, but we should all get something different. Like, yeah, I want a tattoo. Oh, yeah, I do too. You know how it is. It spreads like a virus. Um, and you put 
the money into these uh, tattoo parlors who really don't deserve uh, $150 an hour to draw. Um, Nick was no exception. He was right there. I told this is how he talks. I totally want to get a tattoo too. It would be so dope, you know. And I'm like, yeah, it would, Nick. You know, and I'm I'm patting him on the back, you know, and I'm and I'm patting his back, you know, making him feel good, you know. Yeah, that, that there's good, buddy. You know, we'll get one. And uh, no dice. Every time I've offered, you know, no response. He will not type in the group chat back. He will not, you know, if I say, hey, let's let's go to the parlor and let's see what we can do, you know. Uh, look at this idea, you know, what do you think about that? You know, he might say it's dope. Then you say, well, let's, let's go, let's, let's go, you know, get this done. Nothing, uh, static, uh, static silence. Um, but today out of the blue, she sends me that message. Um, I, now we're a group that talk to each other literally all day, every day, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Messenger, uh, Venmo, whatever, whatever social media you can possibly think of, we embrace each other, um, consistently throughout the day. Um, and today was no exception and nothing was said about a tattoo, let alone the process of getting a tattoo or the idea of getting a tattoo, nothing whatsoever. So I quickly dismissed it. I said, well, you're, you're, you're very wrong, fiance of mine. I said, that's not true because nothing was said. Um, and I would have received a picture by now, surely, right? She says, well, go to Instagram. Check his Instagram. Um, and you'll see, you know, I, I'm telling you. So I pull my phone out. I, I hang. I said, I don't want to talk on the phone no more. I hang up with her. And I go on his story. And lo and behold, my fiance was right. My worst fears had been realized. My blood pressure dropped to 60 over 50. I nearly fainted. Thank God I was stationary because I would have crashed the fucking car. This kid gets a tattoo that says, hold on. Let me pull this up because I literally can't even look at it. I had to delete it out of my phone because I was I, I was looking at it for for 30 seconds and it almost fucking puked. I got nauseous. Hold on. It reads, Highway Boys Don't Die, which is a lyric by this whack-ass country boy wannabe, Zach Lane Bryan. Who for the past six months, my wannabe hick friends and co-riders and tainted judgment brethren have been dick riding profusely. Um, Nick went as far about a month ago as to say that this kid is the best musician of our generation. Again, I am fucking shocked. Nick, you're a pig. You're a fucking pig. This is crazy. I'm saying this live and to you directly because I know you can take it. Um, And if you can't, I don't give a fuck. Because I'm literally shitting myself because I don't know what to do. I had you scheduled to be part of the groomsmen party. Um... I don't know if that's an option for you at this time. We're going to have to think about it. Um, I reached out to Nick immediately. Immediately. Um, I called him in our group chat uh, FaceTime call. And I basically gave him a piece of my mind. Um, I read him off. And I alerted him to the fact that um, tonight... He was about to get the full wrath of myself in front of the whole world on this podcast and anybody willing to listen. Um, you're a fucking dead man tonight. Um, you know, back in 2016, which was 
the peak of my life. And I'm sure if you think back to the happiest time of your life ever, period, um, you know, you think of one specific memory. If you go back and check your uh, y- your your data on your phone, you'll find out that that year was 2016. If I'm lying, I'll buy you a dinner over at Siena, okay? Or Stanley's Hamburgers, whatever you prefer. Um, but back then, there was a, uh, a, a local rapper to Rhode Island. His name was Mike Studd. Um, Caucasian, amateur, but the kid had immense talent. Um, and at this time, he dropped an album, and people were getting things that he said on the album tattooed. Um, you know, this it was alarming to me at the time. However, there were things that people were getting tattooed on themselves from this album that you could actually relate with. One of those things was the common saying, you never know, Y-N-K were the big letters. Easy, fluid, um, anybody with a level one understanding of the English language could hear that, say that, read that aloud, and go, you know what, you're absolutely right. Because nothing in life is certain. So even if you didn't know that was a Mike Studd lyric, you liked that. People were getting it just for shits and gigs. And what does this fucking guy get all these years later? Now, he's a grown man, by the way. I should clarify. We're talking. We're not talking about an 18-year-old. You know, he's missing brain cells uh, because they haven't formed yet. He's on the decline. He's on the other side of that hill. Um, and he gets highway boys don't die. Nobody except for the cock-riding fan base of this fucking kid, this wannabe hick loser, Zach Lane Bryan, will understand. I've been around the block. I know people, and I talk to people from the ages of 10 to 100. I've I've spoke with customers and family members who are over the age of 100. Never in my fucking life have I heard the words, highway boys don't die. And I never will. Um, this kid, Zach Lane Bryan, whom they idolize, is one of these fucking wannabe country artists. They sing lower. You know, they sing lower than their natural um, voice range. Um, you know, they go into a field before a photo shoot and roll around in the fucking dirt so they look dirty. You're wearing skinny jeans, you cocksucking piece of shit. What, you think that we don't know that you're fibbing? You know, the first thing a tradesman will tell you or a farm ranch ham will tell you, you ain't getting shit done in fucking skinny jeans. So you ain't fooling nobody. And let that be known to anybody listening to this podcast. You're not fooling nobody. You can wear beat up, clapped out boots all you want. You can probably fucking buy them now like my fiance's jeans clapped destroyed to give the illusion like you, to give the illusion like you really just went in and put a hard day's work when you really spent the day fucking tweeting and crying you know i've just had it i reached out to his uh his lovely i mean at the time you know prior to this incident you know um i would assume that you know she she was going to be his wife to be um hopefully they can work through this um and they can still make this happen but you know i reached out to her and you know i just told her i want to be the first to let you know that i am so sorry and if you need anything to please let me know you know um and you know her response was swift quick easy straight to the point she said i am just so disgusted you can't even imagine. Um, and uh, she said the first thing that she's going to do when she sees him without even letting him get in a word is she's going to smack that thing as hard as she possibly fucking can. And uh, I know uh, I know D's got a mean swing on her. So it's going to hurt like hell. And I hope it does, you selfish son of a bitch. I can't believe it, man. For the old sailors, his parents, um, I am like 
I am shocked. I am appalled. I am just, you know, as beside myself as you guys are. Um, and I want to send my condolences to you guys too. Um, it sucks losing the son for sure. Um, you know, especially in this manner, you know, you know, you can raise somebody, you know, the, the, the thing to remember you guys is that, you know, you can, you can try to instill things in somebody as they grow up and teach them life lessons, you know, throughout their, uh, their adolescence. Um, but it gets to be a point right around probably 18 to 21 where you just gotta, you know, let go of the reins and see if they do the right thing and make the right decisions and not fuck it up, you know, and you guys tried, God bless you, you tried, um, but this fucking kid is just out of control, um, his brother Nathan is a fucking saint, um, you know, he's a real pit bull, he makes this kid look like a fucking, like a chihuahua, no offense, Fajita, she's over here breathing heavy, I don't know what the fuck is going on with her, um, you know, but this is honestly like so alarming. It's fucking insane. You know, and uh, to his 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 mother-in-law and father-in-law, whom I love very much. You know, I hope that you guys are able to also see through this. This too shall pass. You know, as does most bad things. Um, forgive him. He knows not what he does. You know. This is supposed to be the pack leader, the leader of the gang, the first, um, the first line of defense when we go snowmobiling. Um, if I decide to have him on when our uh, snowmobiling segments start in the uh, the midfall, um, you know, if I decide to have him on, I'm sure you know we will discuss the uh, line of defense and things like that and what to expect and, you know, tell old riding stories and shit like that. But, you know, historically, he's been the leader of the pack. He rides a little 600 E-Tech. Um, but with that being said, up until this point, he would dust anybody that I know, um, except for you, Chrissy and Paul. But he dust just about anybody else I know. And, uh, he really puts that thing to work and he will kill you whether you are on a Polaris Patriot 850 800 RMK uh 850 XRS 900 turbo 4 tech 1200 um you know 1000 I don't give a fuck this kid will dust you or at least he would dust you back in the day things might be different now I don't really even know if he'll be able to figure out how to pull start the sled. Um, this is worse than having a fucking stroke, you know? It's just a complete reset of the mind and abilities, you know? You really start from ground zero, and you got to work your way back up. It's like learning to fucking piss again, you know? It sucks. And I really don't know if I'll be able to stand by him for this. And for those listening that are close to him, if you guys are, we tried, guys. We seriously tried. You know, all the times I mentioned to this fucking clown, you know, ideas of getting snowmobiles tattooed on us and, you know, tainted judgment and mountain ranges and pipe wrenches. He's also a fellow plumber. Um, now I'm wondering what he does with the pipes when he's alone in the back room, you know. We probably think he's going to get material. He's probably shoving up his bald, disgusting pig ass, you know, which I mean, who am I to judge, right? Do what makes you happy, but be truthful to yourself and those around you. I think that that's today's um, lesson to be learned. Live your truth. Speak your truth. Don't lie to those around you that you love and treasure. Because it's really not worth losing um, loved ones because you want to fucking lie, you know? There's nothing wrong with telling the truth sometimes, guys, you know? I know a guy that didn't tell the truth last week and his fucking head exploded. And I know what you're thinking. That's impossible, John. That literally cannot happen. I'm fucking telling you. It was over on Broad Street in Central Falls. 
his head just fucking blew up because he was lying, you know? Sometimes the truth hurts, and the people that you're talking to are not going to want to hear that. Um, but telling the truth honestly only leads to good in the future, you know? You actually feel better about yourself, you know? If you've got something on your mind, come clean, you know? And had Nick have come clean with me and discussed this with me, I would have been truthful in telling him how I felt and how I thought that things were going to be perceived, you know? This episode is in memorandum for Nick, you know? This fucking guy. At this point, he should just change his name to fucking Zach, you know? Zack attack, you know? I mean, the truth will set you free. I think Tupac said that. God rest his soul, you know? Um, but tell the truth, by God. And this is one of the, this is one of the things that the sailors, his parents, really instilled in him. And I've, I've seen this firsthand many, many times. And I and I and I've said to Mike, you know, you know, what the fuck is going on with this kid? He goes, John, I I don't know. I just don't know. I did all I could do, and this is what it's fucking become. You know, um, I haven't called, I haven't reached out to him yet because I really want to give him time to uh, to really like soak all of this in. It's really a lot. Um, I'm gonna send his mother a text message. In fact, I'm going to do it right now and uh, let her know I'm sorry. But you really you really did a selfish thing, you know? I share hotel rooms with you many, many times, almost every other weekend up in New Hampshire and Maine and everywhere else that we ride. And I'm going to have to look at this fucking thing if I decide to ride with you ever again. And um, for that, I say, fuck you. I will never let this, I will never let you live this down. This decision will haunt you for the rest of your days. I promise. That is my fucking creed to you tonight here, Nick. You know? Everywhere we go, I'm going to have you whip that thing out. Because people are not going to believe it. They're going to go, whoa. Who has that? I'm going to go him. They're going to go, you expect me to believe that he has this? Because the kid walks around with the nine iron on his hip. You know what I mean? He puts on a pretty good show. He looks tough. He probably is tough. I don't know. You know? I should have known that something was wrong with this fucking guy um, early on, you know? Because every time I try to tickle him... He fucking runs away. You know, he, he he gets all giddy and he squeals like a little girl, you know, and he runs away and says, get out. You know, this is how he talks. Get off me. You know, he's a very nasally, like, odd voice. Um, Get off me, you know. And anybody who doesn't like getting tickled, you know, it's very alarming to me, you know. Because you're not comfortable with yourself, you know? Um, last time we were up in Colebrook, um, he was hammered half in the bag. And I got on top of him, straddled him, and I just tickled the ever-loving shit out of him. And his father could hear the squeal, <laughs> could hear the squealing from upstairs. And said, what is that? And I said, Mike, that's your son. And he just rolled his eyes and said, oh, my God. He just couldn't believe it, you know? There were a lot of warning signs, but, you know, when you just don't want to believe something, you, you kind of turn a blind eye to it, and that is what happened up until tonight. So, Nick, in conclusion with your situation... I I and the rest of our group is disgusted. And if nobody is man enough to say this to you, um, 
I will be saying this to you in person as well the next time that I see you. Um, and if if you if I see you when it's still raw, I also will be slapping the ever loving shit out of it because I want it to sting you as bad as it stung my heart to see somebody I loved, my one of my best friends, make such a fatal, disgusting decision and ruin their skin. This kid's got fucking, if there's one thing that this kid's got, it's beautiful skin. You should fucking see it. I mean, it's really something. Never dries out. You know, it'll be fucking negative 22 out, 0% humidity. Everybody looks like a, like a like a piece of shit. This fucking kid, he's glossy, you know. We're all, all out riding. He's fucking, he's gleaming. They're like, wow, look at, you know, we were at the Buck Rub in Pittsburgh. They're like, wow, look at this kid's skin, huh? I go, I know. I know, guys. You know? Everybody at the bar turns around and looks at him. It's fucking tremendous. You know, I don't know. Things are different, so. Thanks for uh, thanks for the years of lies, Nick. Let's have a moment of silence, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, for Nick. That's all you get. Four or five seconds at best. That's all you're worth now. Pig. Oh, my God. And by the way, you've been holding my mascot for the Tainted Judgment podcast hostage in the back of your fucking car for the past several months. I want him back. And for those that don't know, my mascot is an alien named Marvin. Um, the story behind Marvin has humble beginnings. Um. Roughly two and a half, three years ago, I purchased a 1994 Honda Acti um, Japanese mini truck. If you've ever seen one, a lot of the white people who think that they know cars refer to them as K-trucks. K-E-I, that is in fact what they are classified as in Japan when you register them. So yes, on that you are correct, but it doesn't make you any cooler for saying that. So please stop Every time you see one, say K-Truck. It's just, it's annoying. Just say what it is. If you really, truly know, say it's a Suzuki Carry. It's, uh, you know, a, a Mazda Scrum. Uh, it's a Bongo. Um, you know, it, it's a, 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 an Acti. You know, let's be let's be formal about this if you want to be that cool. Um, but basically, I bought this truck. Um, it is about... A quarter of the size of a normal pickup truck. It is very small. If you if you've never seen one, look it up on Google. I guarantee you, it will be your new favorite car of all time. Um, and you know, I felt very lonely when I was driving this thing. I'm about six foot myself, so when I'm in it, I literally, you know, I'm almost three bills. You know, I'm not gonna bullshit you. I'm in this truck. My knees hit the dash. You know, if, you know, I literally pulled an insurance policy out on this fucking thing and said to my guy, I go, I got to be honest with you. Do I really need an insurance policy? He said, yeah, you got to have one. He goes, you want full or you want, you know, uh, like partial coverage. I said, listen, let me put it to you like this. If I got it, if I get into a situation where I need to use insurance, I'll be long gone anyway. So what's the fucking difference? Just give me the regular. Give me the most basic shit ever, you know? And that's what we did because literally you get into one car crash with this thing. There is not one safety device besides the, the broken seat belts that never work properly. And I would be sent absolutely flying in a five mile an hour fender bender. Um, and I got very lonely in this truck driving around. So one day I contacted a movie prop company. I did some soul searching. I've always been big into rocket ships and NASA and space. It's just fucking awesome. I love the stars, the constellations, um, galaxies, the thought of us not being the only thing out there, which we're not, you know. Um, and I reached out to them and I ordered a life-size Four foot, I believe he's four foot or three and a half foot tall mannequin of an alien. This fucking phone. Um, And they were swift. I ordered it a specific way so it looked as real as possible. Um, 
And when it came in, I mean, it would like chill you to your core. It was, it is brutally realistic. Um, if you want to see this and, and you know and actually see what I'm talking about, go to uh, Marvin's Instagram. It's Mini Truck Marvin at Mini Truck Marvin on Instagram, and you will see it. Um, it is just like chilling to the core. And I put him in my passenger seat. And if you know anything about Japanese trucks or the JDM market in which they come from, um, all cars in Japan are right-hand drive. What that means is your steering wheel is located where your passenger seat would be in any car in America. So I put Marvin in the air quotes passenger seat of this truck, which would normally be the driver's side. Um, and people would pull up on the side of us and literally almost shit their pants. I had people frequently taking pictures of him, um, and us riding. I put a big NASA symbol on the side of the door. Um, I mean, it literally doesn't get any cooler. I mean, it is literally like a sight to behold. Like it is the coolest fucking thing you could ever imagine. Um, and it's the most durable vehicle I've ever owned. I mean, I would tie it to shrubbery in my yard and just rip it out. You know, I just throw the thing in first gear and rip out. Um, and it's just so cool. I mean, and we just looked absolutely insane riding around in this thing. Um, and you know, I let my brother Sean borrow it and he held on to it and he took Marvin on several, several beautiful journeys and he would always send me pictures of Marvin doing things after I sold the truck. I gave it to him. Um, this fucking phone, man. Enough. Let me put this on mute. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm not going to cut this out because it's just too much work already as it is posting one of these things. Um, But Sean would always keep me up to date with the coolest shit. You know, Marvin's out riding. You know, ATVs, he, t he would put them on the back of the ATV. They would go around the trails. I mean, people would just lose their mind. People over the age of 50 would just, like, I literally would have, like, 50-year-old women that were sitting in the passenger seat as their husband drove, you know, was driving um, on the middle of the highway, like, halfway out the car, waving, smiling, laughing, um... And it was like the greatest feeling in the world to be like the sole factor. Like you, I would see people miserable looking like they just want to fucking off themselves. And then they would look over at me, look away and then like rapidly do a double take and be like, wait, what just happened here? And, um, you know, just like their face would fucking light up, you know? I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the alien. I don't know if it was the three bills, six foot guy in the fucking passenger seat. Um, you know, I don't know what it was, but something made them laugh. And I just, it was the best feeling in the world. And Sean has since moved to Miami. Um, he did not take Marvin with him, which for the record, I would have been totally, totally content with. Um, but instead he gave it to my ex friend, Nick, and uh, for the past uh, two months or so, Marvin has been living in the backseat of Nick's dark, um, disgusting, filthy, garbage-ridden truck that he destroyed. A beautiful truck less than a year ago. He's got, you know, just bottles everywhere, empty bottles and, and dirt and car hot seat covers. I mean... It doesn't get any more hicked out than this fucking shit. And I don't want to submit Marvin to this. I don't want him subjected to this fucking behavior. It's just disgusting, you know? Um. So, Nick, bring me my alien back. I want him back now. At your next convenience, next time you're driving by or you're headed up to New Hampshire, take the detour and drop my fucking alien off. Zach Bryan. My God. Fucking kid's never picked up a shovel in his life, you know? Just when I thought that that tool bag, uh, you know, um, what the hell's his name? The other one, Brian there. Luke Brian. Brian. Just when I thought he was bad enough. 
Shaking for the birds, shaking for the bees, shaking for the apples up in the tree. Fucking hick wannabe bastard. On that note, we've been rambling on here for 55 minutes, damn near an hour. And uh, it's time to wrap this thing up, guys. For the first time in the Tainted Judgment podcast history, um, we're going to do two song recommendations. Um, One dedicated to uh, the ex-homie Nick. Um, That song is I'm Every Woman by Shaka Khan. Um, I think that if you put this on, you're going to dance in the shower to it. I think that you're going to brush your teeth to it, you know, and you might do other things in the dark to it. So that song is dedicated to you, my friend. Um, the song that I'm going to uh, to give to the rest of you guys, I'm going to bless your ears with, is uh, a song called Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You by the greatest rock band of all time, Led Zeppelin. Um, the song was originally written actually by uh, Joan Baez uh, back in like... 61 I believe a 62 um and uh a lot of people have uh, done renditions of it Led Zeppelin being probably the most notable out of the whole gang um it features just some of the most awesome power chords out of a guitar amazing crisp acoustic guitar segments that could only be done by Jimmy Page himself, uh, in my opinion, the best guitarist of all time, uh, and uh, obviously the most legendary of drum tracks by the one and only John Bonham, God rest your soul, may you rock in eternal heaven, we lost him back in, I believe it was 1981, could be wrong, could have been later, but early 80s nonetheless, we lost him. The greatest drummer of all time, undisputed. Um, and simple songs like this, when you listen to it, there's no denying that these guys were at the absolute top of their craft and that there really isn't anybody that could come close I want people to bear in mind that, um, you know, John Bonham did not use a double bass drum pedal. He did everything single pedal. For my drummers out there, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Um, And this song doesn't showcase too much of that. However, um, just about any Led Zeppelin song will showcase that. Um but just super, super powerful. If you're currently thinking about leaving your boyfriend, your girlfriend, send them this song and nothing else because this song will say everything that you want to say only better, you know? You're going to want to curse them out. You're going to want to say harmful things. Nothing is going to beat them up harder than this song right here. You know, so many speakers were blown out back in the day from blasting this song, you know, that it was crazy, you know, and uh, man, give it a listen. It is bad to the bone. I'm sure you're going to love it. Ladies, I'll be awaiting uh, your explanation for the pants. Please send that in and uh, we will go over this. In the next podcast, I will be uh, waiting for that. And uh, we'll see if we can put two and two together. I really, at this point, don't think that anybody is going to come up with a valid reason for fucking buying ripped, clapped out pants. Um, But that is to be seen. On that note, have a great night. Thank you for listening once again. Um, Let's keep these numbers up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and uh, Godspeed. Hope everybody has a great weekend. I will touch base with you guys next week. And to my guys in Sturgis, 
safe riding, and I love you. See you when you get back. Stay up. Ciao.